Joining us now on the uh, Stoney and Jansen program, the man from NFL Matchup on ESPN. Great work for NFL Films. He is the one, the only, Greg Cosell. How are you? Stoney, I'm doing awesome. You know, I'm getting ready for my 44th season in NFL Films. Can you believe that? Oh, wow. my God. That's incredible. You've, so you've seen, a, you've seen a lot of football. You've seen a lot of bad Detroit Lion football. Everybody's optimistic heading into Thursday night at Arrowhead. Should we be? I got to tell you, look, you guys know better than I because you're there. They won eight of their last ten. Um, I really enjoyed during the season last year seeing their offense, and I was so excited in the off season. You know, after the draft, when I can actually look at individual teams in much more detail, I was so excited to look at the passing game of Ben Johnson. And I got to tell you guys, I was really, really impressed. And we can get into some detail, but. It is really a fun passing game to watch. So we always wonder why some of these leading receivers are, are able to find their ways open. Amon Rossi Brown is that yeah. guy for Detroit. How is it in Ben Johnson's offense, and whether it's route trees, it's, it's, it's formations, it's personnel groups, motions, how does he get Amon Ross St. Brown open? Well, let's talk a little more in general, John, because – People may not think of a football field as confined space because it's big. You know, it's not as small as, let's say, a, you know, basketball or, or a hockey rink, you know, but it's still confined space. So when you're dealing with confined space, what becomes really important? The spacing of the, of the routes. And I think based on, you know, studying every team pretty much over years and years, I think that Ben Johnson did as good a job as any coach in the league a year ago of spacing with his route concepts. And that plays into what Jared Goff is, because what Jared Goff is is a pure pocket quarterback, tall in the pocket, throws a beautiful ball, needs a piece to be secure. Obviously, they've got a very good O-line, John, as you know. But if, if the spacing allows Goff to really see it clearly with great definition and very often was able to go to his primary read, which means the ball's coming out on time, which further minimizes pass rush. So to me, you know, you hear the term in basketball all the time, floor balance. You know, we're very familiar with that in basketball, as you know, but I think that it kind of works with what the Lions do. Their spacing and their balance was so, so good that it just allowed, it seemed like guys were open all the time, particularly against zone. And John mentioned St. Brown. Is he, I mean, the comparisons people have made, Cooper Cup and others, are they legitimate? Well, he's that style of receiver. You know, he's not a burner. He's obviously not a big physical guy at 6'3", 220. So, you know, he's got a great feel. He's a great route runner. I remember watching him coming out of USC, and I thought that that's, you know, again, you never know what a guy's going to do volume-wise in terms of targets or receptions, but stylistically this is what he is and this is what he was in college and you know now he's with an offense that really maximizes what he does uh, because of the nature of the pass game with Marvin Jones Jr. uh, and you got Josh Reynolds and now Sam Laporta and the other tight ends that are there you mentioned that spacing how important is it for those guys to be consistent with that spacing so Jared Goff has as many options as possible 
Well, I think that's the foundation of what they do. And Laporta is the kind of tight end that can be detached from the formation. He did that at uh, the University of Iowa. Um, even the right kid, you know, I remember looking him up last year after they got rid of Hawkinson and, and Wright played. And, you know, th- as you guys probably know, he was a big, big time recruit, just never, you know, never put up numbers in college, but he was a big time recruit. I think he's from Texas, if memory serves me correctly. Um, and, you know, he's another kid that has some athletic ability. So they've got receivers and tight ends that can really do a lot formationally. And I think you might even see an expansion of what they do with their formations and their route concepts because it's just another year and you have a lot of the same people with the exception of Laporta. I mean, Marvin Jones obviously hasn't been there the last couple of years, but, um, you know, but he's, he's been there before. Greg Cosell of NFL Films, uh, ESPN NFL Matchup, joins us. Uh, when you look at the film, they obviously uh, are, have a different running game because uh, Swift is gone, Jamal Williams is gone. What do you think about the tandem of Montgomery and Gibbs? Well, you know, when we talk about Gibbs, I'll tell you a very quick story. So it was, it was two summers ago. And, you know, in the summer, in addition to watching NFL, I often watch a ton of college players who will be in the draft the following year. So, you know, so like, for instance, this summer, I watch guys who will be in the 2024 draft. So last summer, uh, the summer of 2022, I happened to be watching Jameer Gibbs, his Georgia Tech tape. I knew he was going to Alabama, so I knew he'd be their leading rusher. And I'm watching his tape. And Fred Taylor was actually in the building, the, the great running back from the Jacksonville Jaguars. And he, he was here in our building with Ryan Clark and Channing Crowder. And they happened to walk by my office. And I said, hey, Fred, come here. I got to show you this guy, Jameer Gibbs. And this was Georgia Tech tape. I said, and, and we watched him for a few minutes. And I said, this guy's going to be a first-round pick next year. You mark my words. And then, of course, he goes to Alabama. I think Jameer Gibbs is as explosive a back as you can see, and another guy that can line up anywhere. And from everything I read, that's what they're going to do with him because he is a dynamic receiver. Um, And it'll be very interesting to see how teams match up to the Lions with Gibbs on the field um, because, you know, he can split wide and run. He can run vertical routes. Well, I was going to ask you that in regards to Jameer Gibbs. Is he Alvin Kamara-esque? Um, is that what Lions fans should expect in regards to the ability to be creative in where they line them up and how they use them? Yes, but I think he's more straight line explosive. Um, I think he's pure faster than Kamara. You know, Kamara's a great player. This is no knock on Kamara. But I think Gibbs, if you're just talking about straight line speed, John, I think he's just more straight line explosive. Wow. I mean, yeah. I mean, coming out of the draft, would you have taken him ahead of Bijan? Uh, I think they're different mm-hmm. in the sense that I don't think Gibbs is is ultimately a bell cow. Like I don't, I don't think Gibbs is a two hundred seventy carry a, a year back. Um, like I think Gibbs is you know a hundred eighty, hundred ninety guy, that, that kind of guy. Bijan to me is a true workhorse foundation back that you start your offense with. And we know that's what Arthur Smith is going to do in Atlanta. I don't think Gibbs is exactly that guy, but I think Gibbs is a more explosive player than Robinson, although Robinson is also an excellent receiver. Uh, Greg, on the other side of the ball, obviously the Lions improved, or at least they think they improved their secondary linebackers. What do you think of their defense on, on, on tape? Well, obviously, they felt they needed a major change in the secondary. Um, I'll be curious to see if Aaron Glenn plays as much man coverage as he did a year ago. He sort of cut back a little bit as the season progressed. He cut back on the pressure and the man just because it wasn't working early. Um, 
I guess if uh, for Thursday night, are the outside corners going to be Mosley and Sutton? Not sure about Mosley. Yeah, not sure. He he didn't uh, start the year on the pup um, or IR, so he's available in the first four, but we're not sure if it's going to be the first one. So who would be out there if, it, if it's not him? I would assume Jerry Jacobs, right? Yeah. Who, by the way, I thought he played pretty well last year. I yeah. don't know what you guys thought. Yeah. Every time I watched the Lions D, I thought he showed up. I thought he, he covered well. He's feisty. He's competitive. I thought he played well a year ago. Um, but... Um, Again, I think their defense will be better. I love the pick of Campbell. Um, I thought, you know, I don't get caught up in, the, you know, oh, they drafted a guy too high. He could, They could have gotten him later. You never know that stuff. And I think Campbell's going to be a, a three-down player over time. He's long. He's more athletic than people think. He's incredibly instinctive. He, You know, his, his key in diagnose was as good as any linebacker in college football ball a year ago. You guys probably know this being in Big Ten country. Um, so I thought that was a great pick as well. If there's something that you look at this Lions team and say, this is what's going to be the limiting factor or this is going to be what holds them back, what's your concern about this team? I would say the secondary. You have to see how that plays out. Obviously, they felt it, need or, it needed major changes, so they went out and they did that because obviously Sutton and Mosley were not there a year ago. Um, so we'll see how it plays. You just don't know. Um, and again, I think that's where Aaron Glenn and the staff, they have to decide how they want to play. Um, you know, are they going to play as much man? Are they going to cut back on that? Are they going to be a little, you know, mix and match more, maybe a little more disguise and late movement? You know, I think defensively, there's, I don't, there's still, I don't want to say questions because that makes it sound negative, but I think it'll be a work in progress, guys. All right, we have to ask about the team they're going to play Thursday, the defending Super Bowl champs. Uh, obviously they're not going to have Chris Jones. How can the Lions uh, be competitive with the Chiefs? Because they're still the Chiefs. Well, the main thing is the offense. You know, I mean, the the Chiefs score. We know that. But the question is, you don't want it to be a 40, you know, you don't want to give up 42 points. So you have to find a way to somehow minimize what they do. And it's hard. You know, look, these guys are a lot smarter than I am, but you're going to have to deal with uh, the fact that the Chiefs play a lot with multiple tight ends. In fact, people might not be aware that they played with with, uh, multiple tight end personnel last year at the highest percentage of any team in the league. But because Kelsey can line up anywhere, you know, it it doesn't play out as if it's multiple tight ends. you know, when they use a ton of motion, you have to decide how you want to deal with the motion. Is it jet motion? Is it change of strength motion? What is it? How do you deal with all that stuff? I know I'm getting a little bit into the weeds, but this is what coaches have to deal with. Because if you're wrong in how you deal with it, you're going to give up big plays. Final thing, people here, like I said, are optimistic. Do you think this team has what it takes, the Lions, to uh, win the division? Um. I would say they do, and I think the early you want to really look at the defense, but I think they do. I mean, look, they won eight of their last ten. They were a very good team down the stretch, very competitive. Um, I think they had one bad game, if memory serves me correctly, but they were very competitive. And I don't know why we would think otherwise as we start the season. And, look, it's going to be easy if they go into Kansas City with all the fanfare and they lose for people to think, oh, the Chiefs aren't as good. Um, excuse me, the Lions aren't as good, but hey, it's the Chiefs, and they are the Super Bowl champs, and they do have the best quarterback in the league. Yes, they do. Greg, thanks a lot, as always. Appreciate it, and uh, thanks for being nice to uh, my daughter over there, who's actually... Oh, yeah, she, hey, she we, sent... we, have a whole, we have a whole season, Stoney. Well, you know, don't worry about it. Okay. <laughs> thanks a lot, Greg. All right, guys, thanks. All right, Greg Cosell, NFL Films, uh, ESPN NFL Matchup. 
Stoney and Jansen, 97-1, the ticket.